Yeah, it's Rap Radar Podcast, Elliot Wilson. This is B-Dot. B-Dot, this is on video, man. Yeah, we on video. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Young Guns in the uh, No Better Love video, man. <laughs> the Ask Lord movement has finally been answered, man. We uh, This is going to be Rap Radar Podcast. This is a video edition, man. Yes. Special on the Interval Presents YouTube channel. Where are we, B-Dot, man? We, Where are we uh, up to today, man? We are in the great state of Utah talking to the, uh, the most prolific artist in the game, one of the most streamed artists. NBA young boy. Oh, young boy's in there. It's his crib. He invited us. Can you believe it? Can't believe Exclusive it. Exclusive conversation, man. Shout out to Billboard. They did that thing, but it's about for him sitting down with the culture and really letting him know the mind state he's into right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited, man. You ready to get in there? I'm excited. I've never been to Utah, man. <laughs> I never met young boy, so this is going to be an exciting experience. I'm it's excited. It's cold, Let's man. It. It's cold. You know, it's young boy. Don't get scared, be that Young boy has a lot of fans, man. They're going to be watching this, man. We got to do a good job, right? All right, well, it's cold out here. Let's go heat up inside, man. Let's do it. Let's get into it, man. Rap Radar Podcast, yeah! Hey, man, we're in Utah for the man himself, man. Young boy, how you doing, sir? Mm, cool. Thank, thank you for having us, man. Thank you for coming. Absolutely, man. This is a beautiful place, man. I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, people could say, well, this is a trial and tribulation you got to deal with, but I think you made the best of it. Like, it just feels like this home just feels very, like, you know, warm and just, like, like a dope a dope place. Like, can you talk mm-hmm. about why this is, like, work, to, work for you is, like, your home right now? It's just peaceful. Not too many people. Ain't too, ain't too much to really get off into. That's a hell of a view right there, too, right there. It's a long way from Avenue J apartments, right? For sure, for sure. Word. You said in Billboard, like, just being out here is, like, the best thing that ever happened to you, right? You love the serenity and just the peacefulness of it? I love, like, the weather, too. You like the cold weather? Because mm-hmm. in BR, where you're from, in Baton Rouge, it doesn't get snow and stuff like that, does it? I don't really like it as much. Like, I ain't really used to it. But I just like seeing mm. the difference. Right. Mm. So out of all the places in America you had to choose, you chose Utah. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like, was it like an adjustment for you, like, when you first came out here? No, because I wasn't really looking to fit in or to, or to get off into nothing. I just wanted somewhere to go. Far from Baton Rouge. Like, mm-hmm. Do you miss Baton Rouge a little bit? Mm-hmm. No. As far as music goes, like, do you, how have you been, a bit, like, how's the process been different, like, working out here than back home? I don't know. I really just go out the moment that I'm in. I think, I think the music could be better, though, if I was just out moving around, experiencing, experiencing more. Mm. It ain't really about man. I still, it's still the same. <laughs> gotcha. What made you turn it up on your neighbors, man, with that black video it's creating a party out here? I had actually asked the neighbor. I asked one of my neighbors. I should have asked the other one, though. <laughs> it was just some creative that was brought to me. Are the neighbors nicer out here? They cool. I don't bother me. <laughs> but you definitely, like, you just haven't at all ventured out. Like, you pretty much stay on your home base at all times. And the cars ain't been touched. You got, like, an amazing car collection. They're just sitting in the garage. Yeah. I don't really know how the neighborhood looking. And- <laughs> what about, you know, you know, it's like to get here, it's a lot of restrictions, right? But what about your family? Is it, you know, is it easier for them to come see you and visit you and your friends? Nah, they got to go through the same. Oh, the same procedure? Yeah. Yeah. But you built a whole new foundation, man. You recently got married and, you know, has two, like what, what inspired that to like settle down that way and get married and move in that direction? I always wanted to. And the woman I'm with, made me actually want to rush that's how it works brother that's how it works you gotta get the right one man that's how it works right did you do like a like limited with in the home did you do like a big kind of ceremony kind of thing or just kept Mm, it real low-key low-key 
You had the kids involved too? <clears throat> oh, okay. In a previous interview I saw, um, you did with like Angela Yee, you said that, you know, you never felt that kind of love, you know, from your grandmother. Did you feel like your partner gave you that, um, filled that void for you? Yeah, I feel like she do a lot for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that that's, because, you know, obviously you've, you've sort of been real reflective of like the kind of music you make and the content you make and, you know, your responsibility to that. Do you think that sort of like having that stability at home is also a factor in that of how you're viewing things right now as you grow? Like the fact that, you know, you've talked about, you know, maybe looking at the violence you've put in the music and making maybe wanting to make some changes with that, right? Do you think that you having a sort of stable home life now with a new wife and, and being in this great position, does that connect to that in a lot of ways and impact you? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it got something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I really have to be looking at other, like, young dudes. Yeah. Or, like, some people I'll be talking to, I'll be like, oh, your ass really bad. <laughs> you bad. And I, I'm going to still talk in the way I talk, but yeah. I think I'm going to just watch how I do it, though. Mm. Yeah. I ain't really had no limit at first. <laughs> I just, really? We didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you, you funny. You, the billboard thing you said a very interesting story. You said pretty much a lot of it was, you know, you know, there's a beautiful picture of your grandma right here, in the home, and you know, we know how important she was to you. And you, you so you told a story about being in the group home, and then, you know, so you were getting sort of bullied and stuff. You said and that kind of like unleashed the beast, right? Like that sort of show, you know, a lot of times people that end up moving a certain way is because they've been like impacted, you know, a certain way, right? Like, and that that sort of unleashed a fire inside of you that maybe you didn't even fully know. You had, right? Mm-hmm. There's another story, though. Do you listen to some of that old material, the, your old stuff? No, not really. Putting out so much new material, I mean, I guess you don't have the time, right? <laughs> it's yeah. also crazy to be the, the dichotomy of like how you know soft-spoken you are, and then when you hear those, especially those early records, just how fired up you are in the booth. Like, What, what was those sessions like? Do you think you, that's another side of you that just kind of comes out when it's time to record? Oh, no, that's like... The things that been on my mind, that's like the mode, that's what I'm feeling. Mm. That's just what I venture off to. Yeah. Last year, man, 2022, you dropped eight albums, yo. That's crazy. I think that's the most you ever released. Like, was that your plan to flood the market like that? Not exactly. I think I had got like to a certain number of tapes I had dropped in. I was just like, I'm going to try to reach 10. Mm. So I just kept going. What was your what was your mind state with this that run? You know, you left Atlantic Records, but you went on a crazy run with them for a long time, and it seemed like, you know, people were saying, "Well, you you only obligated to do a certain amount of albums, but you over delivered, right? You gave them so many projects. Like, can you that talk is, about your mind state with that? That's just me, though. That's like just my work. Mm. It wasn't like a favor. It wasn't. It wasn't nothing just planned. I just dropped music. I, it brings some type of good feeling to put a tape together and just mm. release them. What made you leave Atlantic and want this new situation here at uh, Motown? That you're at I, I left Atlantic because I wanted to experience some more stuff. Mm. Or, you know, just try something new. Yeah. See if I could get more out of a label situation. Motown, it just came about. But that ain't actually just my specific label. Mm. Like I go, with mm. each tape I got, I could go anywhere on Universal I want to go and drop. Oh, you oh, can wow. on your projects. Okay. That's mm. awesome. Wow, that's a hell of, that's a hell of a deal. <laughs> that's what happens when you, you have the catalog that a young boy has, right? <laughs> so you wanted that versatility in a sense, I guess, right? Yes. With I rest my case, 
even the like subject matter to me, it sounds like the album focuses a lot, a lot of on love, right? And then you got like these skits sandwiched in between, like top girls, top haters, the love YB skit. Do you feel like those are real conversations people have when it comes to you and your music? I think so. Really? I think those skits come very close to the conversations. So you like you're tapped in. You, you I'm sure you like you follow what's going on online for people saying the streets about YB. Like you're not uh, just oblivious to. I see a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now nah, I do see a lot of shit, bro. But mm. it's a lot I don't see neither, cause I ain't really. Mm. I see a lot though. Yeah, yeah. you see a lot. <laughs> yeah, I see. It. Yeah, you definitely tapped in, man. But you also said that was, I'll be almost want to challenge. You know, you're not afraid to challenge your audience, right? Like it's a little bit of, of a different sound for you, right? Like I see people talking about. Rage music and these sort of terms. Like, what do you think of that? Is that was that your intent with the music this time to be a little different of how you were putting this project together? Just trying to reach a different audience. Mm. My kind of music, I make it, it became easy to me. Mm. So I just sit there and do it all day, mm. all day, literally. Mm. So I just wanted to try something new. When you say that style of music, what do you mean by that? Just the sort of like the sound my fans know me to have. So, but you're not afraid to experiment, like on rest of my case, because you know, it's a lot of different, um, a lot of different sounds. Like it's just a different departure from what people are used to. And you also challenge the aesthetic, like people saying, "Well, was it face painting or doing your nail, painting your nails, and doing these different sort of style things?" Like, what is what's inspired that to do, do those different things too? The nails came after the face. Mm. I was just playing with my face, and I actually liked it a little. Mm. You should try it. <laughs> I'm saying I gotta check with the wife, but if she's with it. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Like you said, you and your, you and um, you and your wife that you're into that sort of the style of it and doing it together and dressing a certain way at times, right? It's not just you yourself, but also in the relationship. Right? Yeah, she be having fun with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Like when I was listening to uh, my guy, family. You know, you had that one track, Contrail Talk. And you said, like, you think the rap game is slowly fading away because of fans' expectations, right? Do you still feel that way? I think people expect too much out of this shit. Mm. It's all entertainment, right, at the end of the day. Right. You know, some people get caught up inside of it and actually get themselves fucked up. Bro. But it's all entertainment at the end of the day. Mm. And it's like, you know, they'll have their favorite rapper and this person fuck around and do something like just show a flaw that he have. Or like, oh, he fake. Mm. So they go to the next rapper. Mm. Then they see the next rapper. This man human too. This nigga got a, some type of flaw too. Mm. So then they go to the next one. It's, that shit gonna get old. <laughs> you know, the whole thing gonna get phony to me. Do you feel like rap, uh, fans don't have that loyalty to the artists like how they used to back in the day? I try not to really get into it. Because I know how fast it'll change on you. Mm. You know, like, you got your supporters, but, like, they'll flip on you quick. Like, you do that one wrong thing mm-hmm. and get that bad comment from them, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. So your fans are sticking by you, man. Like, and according to the Illuminate, in 2022, you're the third most streamed artist in the United States, right behind, like, Drake and Taylor Swift, man. Like, what do you credit to your success? So much more to be done. I don't really, I don't know how to explain it. Right. I don't really feel like nothing been done. Really? No. Wow. You still feel like you're just never satisfied, right? I ain't never satisfied. Yeah, but it's just a, it's a lot more to be done. Mm. But right. do, do you get any, do you draw any motivation from how much your music does resonate? Like if you did it and the numbers weren't as big, would it, would you still be as motivated? Does the success and the numbers and that know how big you are? Does that continue to motivate you to put out projects? I just be having a, a point to prove, or mm. just be having something to say. 
Mm. I just be wanting to vent. <laughs> Man, I wake up like is it like three in the morning or some shit and just record myself. Mm. Like it's just therapy. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, it's the same way. Yeah, yeah. it's therapy. Just something I do. Wow. I remember talking with you for title a little while back, and you was and I was trying to I was trying to get you to like get competitive and say you know is your name in the ring with these people blah blah. blah. But I think what's interesting about your success is that you don't look like you're really competing. Like you've always had your own lane. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not about like these rapper lists or who's number one or these kind of things. Other than the numbers itself, like something like you take pride in like you're not really competing with people. You've kind of carved out your own lane and what you do. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I don't think I could compete. I think I'd lose. Really? I don't know how to play the game. I just go. Yeah. Like, I ain't never really been, like, had no type of structure or nothing. I just go. Like, even when it's time to drop, I just pick the songs out and I just go. I don't know, man. The numbers and the stats. Yeah. You're, you're I'm hanging saying, but do you, do, you, do you want that accolade to, like, of what you said? Like, you, you obviously know you've influenced the whole generation and influenced... So many other rappers, like, you know, you'll hear big names like a Drake, a Cole, a Kendrick from another generation. Like, you know, for your generation, do you want your name to be said like, oh, young, I got that from Youngboy or Youngboy was what I was always bumping and what I was listening to. That's what inspired me. I just want, I just want to be paid. <laughs> I don't know, but I think this whole music thing, like every aspect of it, like it's all ignorance. Mm. I just want to be paid. Yeah, like, I don't care about all the extra shit. That's how you judge success. It's just with the monetary, with the money. The business. Just be business. Paid. Yeah. <laughs> and stay out the way. Right. How have you gotten those steps? Like, I guess, part of, I guess, moving from Atlantic to Motown and where you're at now, like, what do you think are some of the key things you've done that sort of, like, put your business in a better place that you that you feel more comfortable? Like, you feel like you're getting your value in the, out here in terms of what you create? What were some key moves you made to kind of put yourself in a better position? I don't look at it that way neither, and I still don't feel like I did neither because it's like no matter what I've, I've gotten from someone, like, it's somebody, like, no matter if I got two, $2, it's actually somebody making four of my creation. Mm. So until I get the business down pack, like, to where I go, like, I built my own team. Like, I don't need no labor. Like, mm-hmm. like this whole system is what I built, and this is all I need to get everything out. I'm from out of it, I'd be cool, but I don't feel like I did then no different. So it's your battle to get like more ownership, like get your masters and get your situation like that? I want every dime. That's B that's my word. That's what's up, bro. I, say, I want every dime that my creation bring. Yeah. Yeah. I want every dime. I remember that freestyle you did over the story of OJ. And you said uh, you had a percentage in United Masters? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so you had like conversations with Steve Stout and. Yeah, I met. I, I talked to him before. Oh, okay. I actually don't even understand what's going on with that business right now. Mm. I need to check on it. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing to look after. Make sure, right? Checks and balances. Yeah. You know, you know, young boy, we've been through like the blog era, we've been through like the SoundCloud era. And you know, like you're like the king of YouTube, right? So like, when did you realize like that platform was like the best place for you to get your music out? I think I just realized that recently. Mm. But I always was like, YouTube, you just, you ain't gotta go through no steps to upload it and get your music out there. You just <laughs> upload that shit there. It go out right then and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like say if you got something to say, you ain't gotta wait days until this whole situation over with for the throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Nah, you can answer right then and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And less clearances too, like samples yeah. and Yeah, YouTube just quicker. It seems like you're not the type of person to hold any music back. Like is that driving the label crazy? I do got a lot of music I don't <laughs> drop though. Oh, okay. I do drop a lot of music too. Mm. I don't really know how the business side of that be going. Mm-hmm. They don't really come at me with it. On the business side too, man, you know, a lot of these artists, you know, make their bread and butter on the road. But, you know, being that you here, you know, you haven't really been hitting the stage, you know, in a while. Like, do you miss that element of uh, of the game, is performing, touring? It'll be fun to do, but I ain't, I ain't fucked up about it. Do you remember the last show you did? I was in Florida somewhere. Mm. If I ain't mistaken. Like, how do you even approach a set list? Because you, you have so many records. Like, it's like, you're not, and also that you're not defined by like one record. You know, some artists is like, oh, we just play that one record we know. That's their hit. Like, you, do you pride yourself on that that you're not known just for like one record? Like, you just. I just go out the previous songs I released, though. Just ask somebody around me mm. and just let it be. Oh, just whatever the current project mm. is. Yeah, like for the show set, I just go after the, the previous songs I released. Mm. Or what I know they gonna wanna hear for sure. What are some of those? Like what's like three essential from your humble opinion, what's three essential songs from your catalog that you know like are kinda everlasting to your fans that they'd wanna hear if they saw you live? Valuable pain. Mm-hmm. Outside the day or some shit like this. Slime belief. Thirty eight baby. Well that's sure. my next question. What's <laughs> what's your top three projects? What's your top three projects you think you put out? I think thirty eight baby to top mine got a family. Mm. Oh, there you go. DJ Drama. Yeah, you went with Drama. What made you go to do the Drama the Gangster Grills thing with that, man? What made you reach out? Oh, I just used the Drama voice coming across a lot of tapes, like as a kid or some shit. Mm. Yeah. All that shit is like just drilled inside your mind. Right. Get a host for it. You <laughs> ask me who. I said, my Drama. Growing up, you know, you say your mom was always inspiration. You know, she used to rap as well. You had on 38 Baby Part 2. Um, what other rappers did you look up to um, growing up or listen to when you was a kid? Well, like just local artists. Okay. From Baton Rouge, All right. if I ain't mistaken. Speaking on, on a parental front, though, I know your dad, you know, he's locked up right now. and um, He has a song dedicated, Hey Pops, on I Rest My Case. Uh, did you play that for him or does he know about that? Or I don't know if he know about it. I ain't play it for him. I ain't play it for him? Mm-hmm. What yeah. inspired you to, to make that song? Going off um, comments. Mm. You know, just like just, just wondering what he think about all this shit. Yeah, like shit that other people have something to say about. Like, what he think about? It. Mm. Then it just went from to the studio from now. I like how you opened that record. You said like, "Hey, pop, you proud of me? You feel like you might be proud of you at this point?" Yeah, I think he proud. <laughs> I don't think he got nothing against none of this shit. Mm. I think he proud. I was really proud of that moment that you did on Tyler the Creator's album as well, man. You, sur- you shocked a lot of people on that with that collaboration. For sure. <laughs> what you think shocked them about it? I didn't think people were expecting that you could get busy like that. You know, I think they just saw you in one lane, and then we heard you on Tyler's album. It was like, whoa, okay, NBA. And, you know, Tyler, they fuck with each other. And it was definitely a hit. It was a winner. How did that come together? I really don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because unfortunately, I think when it came out to you, you was locked up. You couldn't be part of the video or stuff like that at the time right i think i just remember meeting them i don't remember how it happened though mm. and i don't think i did that song right then and there. like as i met them I, I think that song was sent sent to me but you killed it you killed it man yeah. you also killed it thank with, you with Nicki minaj and i admit it y'all did a video for that one what was it like working with her it was nice <laughs> <laughs>
He got a couple of those. Word. He got a couple of those with Nick. Yeah. Couple joints. That's the thing. You don't mess a lot of rappers, but you when you have when you do do the collaborations, I was talking about that with you, with you before. You have a lot of dope features like the Migos needed joint. Yeah. Um you and Future with the a trillionaire joint. Like a lot of times, like you're very selective, right? Like you don't you don't play nice with a lot of rappers. Like you're very selective of who you work with. But it seemed like when you decide to do it, you know, the results are there. You get to getting funny and tricky when you get to working with artists or trying to work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you get to getting weird. Do you like vet well who you want to work with? Because I know, I'm sure you get asked all the time, right? As far as like to do a song? Yeah. Yeah, but you can't. Man, you can't pay me a million dollars to do no song. Mm. Like, it don't work like that. Mm. You got to actually feel the artist and feel the, get to know the person, right? Yeah, it's like sometimes I just be want to have a conversation first. Mm. Just to see like what type of mind you got. Like, right. Like, are we the same kind or something? Mm. Yeah, he was very revealing to a different aspect of that when the billboard then when you saying how like you don't you don't necessarily trust people right like you're very you're very you know protective and guarded in terms of like you know people like you said people can be cruel right everybody may not have the best intentions like that must be tough then you know the music industry is kind of built on a lot of that right like a lot of not you know not, not a lot of good characters out here in, the, in this space so does that make it even more challenging to like maneuver in this business i just don't like people period though mm-hmm. like at all have you always been this way or just kind of like being in this business is just conditioned I, to it? I've always been distant. Oh, okay. And I think this business made it worse. Did you have conversations with um, uh, Takeoff and Quavo? Because you're on the Unconfused project too, uh, to the bone, prior to getting on, on that record. I think Quavo sent me the song. Okay. They came out here to do the video, but mm. I think something happened and it had me in a fucked up mood. Mm. So I had canceled the video. Oh, I I regret it though. Uh-huh. It's okay though. Mm-hmm. It feels like um you have a real good connection with Birdman. You know, you guys done some projects together. Five. <laughs> You're my five. He's a good guy. How, how's your relationship blossomed throughout the years? He just dude crazy like. Um, um, he just talk a lot of shit, and I just like to sit down. <laughs> that my five. I like when he pop that shit, man. Yeah, Beatrice. He been on that fucking nigga too. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that the same type of time. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah about it for sure. Is it different because you know he's from New Orleans and you from BR? Like, is there still like a connection, or is it like a? Yeah, you know a lot of shit that's like go on in BR. You know, a lot of the shit stem from New Orleans. Mm. You know, that's like where the real gangsters come from. That's where a lot of shit got bloody at first. Mm. That's kind of like where we learned a lot of shit from. Mm. Yeah, it's a connection, though. What do you think that is about Louisiana? Like, what is it? What does it breed? Like that that state? Man, I think Louisiana is different, bro. Mm. No matter where you at, a Louisiana nigga gonna stand out. And it's also something in the blood, man. In Louisiana, you guys, you know, you have Master P, you got the Cash Monies, the Birdmans of the world. And you, you even kind of taken up that stance with your crew, the Never Broke Again crew. You guys put the compilation. Talk about those guys and um, what makes them so dope. What makes them dope? They my brothers. Mm. Like, say, when I send me a song and I'm listening, that bitch actually pressure. Yeah. I was like, that's really my brother rapping. He's like, <laughs> I don't think a lot of them want to rap. Mm, mm. I think it's just something that the group into right now, mm. and that a select few feel like they can make it. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's just something fun right now that everybody getting into. Right. And it's free money. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what podcasting should be, be yeah. that. God damn it. I, I stay telling people like, yeah. man, you know how fast these people give you like just a million dollars or $200,000 wow. just to sign you like, man, they giving anybody a, a deal today. Mm. Any and everybody, rap. Yeah. So it's just free money. <laughs> Has your relationship with money changed? What you mean? Like, I remember one of the songs you talked about how, like, you spent $10 million on taxes. That's like not being educated. Mm. I know what the fuck going on. I'm not spending my money right. And just having to double back and pay. Another record, you say you had like $25 million before the deal and you came back and. I'm fine. Playing with a lot of big numbers, yeah. uh, young boy. I don't really have nothing to spend money on. Mm-hmm. So I don't really spend money like that. Mm. I don't really have nothing. I want, uh, you know. I don't know. My mindset, I just be want to make money so my wife could buy anything she want. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, I had my fun. <laughs> You're still young, though, you know. You're 23. No, but, he, but B, you saw he got a financial advisor yes. now. She don't look like she messing around with, with the young boy's situation, uh, right? I think she be on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So does she make you like do like investments and stocks and these kind of things? or? Yeah, she be having me off into a lot of this shit, whatever it's supposed to be. Kind of follow her lead with a lot of that stuff or trust her judgment? Me not trust nobody. Does Birdman give you like pointers too, you know, when it comes to financial literacy and things like that? Um, we don't really talk about money. Mm, Birdman doesn't talk about money. <laughs> nah, like we be we be talking about like some shit that we like thinking about putting up, but as far as like just money, mm. like we don't sit there talking about money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I heard that you guys are working on a movie too, uh, Baller Blocking, Part Two. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. Wow. Did you see the original? Yeah. yeah. You liked it? Oh, hell yeah, boy. That's a classic. <laughs> classic. Come on, classic. You watched it? Classic. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Did you have to like take acting classes? Like, how was your acting? <laughs> That's a no from your boy. <laughs> That's a big shoes to fill, man. Like, you know, from following up with that classic. So. Think so? Hell yeah, man. I think it means a lot, you know, to the world, but specifically to New Orleans and Louisiana. You know, I think that's you know, culture. It's yeah. a cultural moment. I'm looking forward to seeing you in it. I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. <laughs> oh, so it's all done? Did it? No. Okay. We never started yet. Oh, you started? Okay. And you also starting to stop the violence campaign, man. I like this. I like this direction that you're going in, young boy. Can you talk about that initiative? Yeah, I don't really want to get off into it. Yeah. Man, that shit, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's, just get out of, it's getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, Bitch ass niggas <laughs> like starting to have dealings with, with a lot of shit. Yeah. You know how usually sometimes it'd be like two gangsters yeah. like just literally at each other neck. Yeah. You know, like they got like real like bitches that's provoking provoking and like just manipulating people. Like mm-hmm. And I don't like it. I ain't cool. I ain't cool with it. Right. Man, they got like just some bitch ass shit going on today, bro. <laughs> That shit bullshit, bro. You just ain't feeling it. Yeah, just, <laughs> hey, stop the violence, man. Right. Uh, if you do something, just make sure it got a very good meaning, like, mm. the right reason behind Do something with intention. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like people just want to do things for clout, as they say. They got babies killing babies, man, that shit. Yeah. But they got niggas that 16 to walk up on you and switch you down. Yeah. That shit backwards. Yeah. But you got to think about it. 
It's another bitch ass nigga who provoking this young nigga to walk up on you and hit you with this bitch though. Mm. Just cause he ain't he ain't really cut like that himself for to just walk up on you and just spank yeah. you right here. So he gonna tap Yang and he know Yang ain't got no mind. He know Yang from the from the pop in front of everybody. Right. No impressionable. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this shit just backwards. It's like I don't so even want to see the youth that take, being taken advantage of. Yeah, sense. man. Man, ain't no gangster shit going on right now, man. A lot of pussy shit. A lot of niggas getting ready to tell on each other, too. So you feel like, like you know, even back home, do you feel like a responsibility to want to help some of those youth back in Baton Rouge? Sure, I want to help the youth anywhere. Anywhere, okay. It's all about the understanding. I think, like, with a lot of the youth, once you, like, just actually see or just get that, Belief of knowing when you actually can go or just come in contact with and have, like, I think that's when you just try to see everything clear. When did you realize that you started to have this impact on, like, the youth culture? Was there a moment specifically? That shit just come from somebody saying, oh, they'll listen to you if you say this. <laughs> right. Like, it ain't nothing bad to say, so I see it. Mm. I hope they'll listen to me. Yeah. And like you said, this isn't like you're trying to clean all every single lyric. Like you just you're doing the best you can. But yeah. You know, <laughs> but more intentional in terms of like, you know, I guess more like gun violence and things like that. That that type of talk unless it's warranted in a sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, that conversation with Billboard, you say you're not going back to who you used to be. Mm. Who was that who was that person? I can say a lot about that person. <laughs> it just ain't the right person. Mm. Not the right person to be. It ain't smart. I don't know. It's like, with everything, like, you just accomplished or, like, just been given. Like, you'll be a damn fool mm. if you stay the same. Like, right. Yeah. Then, like, if I have to, like, get off house arrest and, like, just go back to the north side or something, like, post a video. I got a big ass <laughs> gun on me or something. I did all this to make it from this bitch. I told the guns and did all this shit to make mm. it from right here. Just to come back with all this money and do the same thing, like that's like that's hustling backwards. That's you definitely got a you got your uh, head straightened on right, man. Because a lot of people, you know, they go back to this environment where it it's like you said, hustling backwards. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think I heard the next album is "Don't Try This at Home." Is that true? Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna talk crazy on now. <laughs> He's back. Murder, man. I'm gonna talk crazy on now. But I'm letting you know though, don't try this at home. Don't try this. Oh, it's a cautionary. Situation. Yeah, it's all entertainment, bro. <laughs> right. I'm gonna talk my shit and everything I talk. I'm letting you know, don't try this at home. You feel like it's a thin line between like reality and entertainment, and sometimes people don't can't differentiate. Entertainment and reality is very different, but I do think some of the entertainers are make their entertainment their reality also. Mm. If I said that right. Nah, you did. You did. Nah, like don't get me wrong too, like a lot of people who you'll see today, oh, that's a hundred percent who they is. Mm. Like I don't I don't doubt it, like a lot of rappers today, like man, half of them probably a hundred percent who they is. Mm. But I guarantee, bro, I'm enjoying um Nah. Mm. Man, it'd be like this, bro. You'll look at all these rappers' videos. You're going to see a gun in his video, right? You mm -hmm. go to the next one. He got a gun in his video, right? Man, you got to dig a little deeper sometime, bro. All right, now look at his mama. Mm -hmm. His mama ain't no gangster. So how the fuck is he a gangster? Mm -hmm. That shit don't be adding up, bro. 
Don't try this at home. Don't try it at home. It's <laughs> our, our entertainment. So as far as like the sound of that, you know, is it going to be a departure from where I rest my cases? Is it going to... You say you're talking your shit, but sonically, like, what producers are you working with? Like, I ain't pay attention to who did all the beats. Okay. I know D-Rock for sure, but I recorded it all by myself. So you engineered by yourself too? Yeah, just sitting up, wow. recording myself. Now wait until I got a amount of the right amount of songs and mm. like I'm ready is there a wish list of producers that you want to work with nobody <laughs> what about like uh, maybe other artists less features on less recent albums too right less features that's, that's like that be in the moment too I be <laughs> want to work with people in the moment there's some people that I wasn't expecting like I saw you and Kalani do the record together I was like okay I think that was cool you, you know you do work well with, with others in the right scenario so looking forward to that before the end of the year I, I know we got this project I know you're gonna are you gonna beat yeah, last year? How many year's? more? How many more after that? We got eight last year. <laughs> I ain't gonna beat last year. <laughs> That's just because I want to. I want to learn how to structure that shit better. Mm. Okay. Just have a plan with each drop. How you feel, man? You gonna be doing more press this year? That's about it. It's gonna be the last one with you. <laughs> no, I feel good. Yeah. Um, I appreciate y'all. I was gonna say, does this feel good? Yeah. Yeah, come and talk to me. Absolutely. I think it was super insightful, man. You know, I think it's important. You know. Like you said, the impact you have on the game for you to just share your thoughts and what your mentality is, you know. I think it's important. You know, you're a leader out here in the space. I don't want to be responsible, though. Mm. Yeah. So I don't really want to be the, model, the role model. You look at more yourself just as an entertainer, just trying to feed your kids. Biggie had that kind of mentality, too. Nah, boy, because at one point, man, this really was my life. Mm. Man, whatever you hear come out of my mouth, say that actually went down yesterday or that went down last week, fine. Mm. Yeah. Like, inside of it and not like nah nah this shit entertainment nah. this mm. is what it's finna be do you feel blessed that you survived it like this shit yeah man mm. man I got people that I love to this day like who still stay in the hood or who don't know what they finna eat today or who finna wake up and go to work like shit could be so much worse That's like it's, I got brothers right now like who the world known me to be around mm. That nigga probably trying to figure out how you finna get some money before the date end. Like, mm. Shit could be way worse. Granted, we're here in Utah, but whenever you are back home, what's it like? The energy, like, do people just run up on you and hands out? They ain't never really seen me. Mm. Probably, like, I don't know. No, no. Might have probably see me from Baton Rouge and think they see a ghost or some <laughs> shit. Or like, so it's like a myth. Yeah, they never really saw me. I ain't never really performed that neither. So it's definitely a demand. Yeah, going every time I went back there, only thing I can remember right now is just shit. What we finna post up it? Mm. All right, let's head up. And just during it, you you making show every call. Yeah, you know that pull on side you a stick hanging out that bitch. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> that's all it really is when you that. Mm. What we finna what we finna post up it? Right, and that's that. Just watching yourself, man. Letting yeah. time fly by. Yeah, so when you do come back home, whenever you decide to, it will be a big homecoming. Be, I don't really plan on you going. You don't want to. Yeah, I don't plan on going back. Yeah. To visit <laughs> for a friend or for now, I don't plan on going back. I mean, it's not too many rappers that's doing it big in Utah, so I think you have a, a whole state on lock. Appreciate you, young boy. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Brother. Thank you, sir. sir. Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Rap Radar is the Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer, Paul Rosenberg.
Editing and sound design by Dylan Alexander Freeman. Recording engineer, Jeremy Ogletree. Special thanks to Sharday Jenkins, Tammy Kim, and Jasmine Sanchez. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Allen Swag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Make sure to follow Rap Radar and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.